Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. You're probably thinking, did they die? We didn't die. We've just not done an episode for a fucking long time. Uh, <laughs> my name's James, in case you, you've forgotten all about me, and I'm joined by Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm all right. I'm Ryan, everyone, if you've forgotten me. Um, I have to confess, this has been my fault, um, because... No, I, I will take my portion of the blame for this, too. <laughs> I, uh, I did promise the next episode would be on Gary Glitter, and Gary Glitter is currently being written. However, we have... Uh, well, first of all, I have an excuse. It has been half-term in the UK, Easter half-term, which for anyone who doesn't know, it is a two-week half-term. And in the process of doing so, I have just not had any time to write an episode because work has been absolutely flooded with people. So mm. I've been just super busy and tired. Um, the second excuse, I think, is a much better excuse... Uh, James and I have been putting a bit more effort into our four-year special episode, and that has been part of the reason why we have not got an episode out. See, this is the thing. To everyone else listening to this, I think it's been about a month since we last recorded. First, I think it's been, what, two weeks? Mm. If that, like, we, we we met up in person, which, if you don't know, Ryan and I rarely do that. We, we used to do it a lot, and now it's probably a, an annual event. Um, But we did that, <laughs> and we recorded an extremely cool episode. That oh. is, it's, it's, re- it's really exciting so yeah, yeah. um uh we're hmm, do you want to say anything? no let's not say anything um you guys know what we wanted to do for our four-year episode so that's all we're gonna say i'm not gonna go any yeah. further on that one but any long-term listeners will know what it is yeah any any, newbies yeah if you're a long-term listener you'll know exactly what we're on about but it's something that has been in the works for quite a long time and i've worked my fucking ass off to get this arranged and figured out and sorted and we did it and i'm happy it was one of the best days we've ever done and that's where i'll leave it at that but we are back we are here we're doing a special documentary episode then we're getting Gary Glitter on the next episode, I promise you that. Yeah, well, we're not actually getting Gla- Gary Glitter on the next episode, but it'll be about <laughs> <Can you> him. imagine? <laughs> He's still alive, so... But yeah, I think we should also apologise at the start of this episode for another thing. Um, we both, for some reason, have a cough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my best to stifle it, but it's, it's incredibly involuntary. I'll be speaking, and then suddenly I just it just happens, so... A thousand apologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will I try my best right to now. Edit I'm gonna, these I'm, I'm going to try and like mute my mic every time, but it's uh, yeah, I'm not that good. <laughs> right, 
So this episode for for long term listeners is um, will know that we occasionally do these. It's a bit different to what we normally do. Normally we come with a, a script that we read to each other and sort of discuss off of that. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, when we don't have much time, we both just decide to research someone together, which usually involves watching a documentary, and then we have more of a, a discussion kind of episode. And that's exactly what this is. Um, and it's going to be on Gypsy Rose. I imagine a lot of people will know about this case because I think it was one of the most famous murder cases in US history. It 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 was it's it's a fascinating case and we're going to I'm not going to say deep dive because we're probably not but we're going to discuss it. When you mentioned um oh there's a documentary on Gypsy Rose should we talk about it? Um there was something in my brain that was like I recognize this name but I don't know why and it was only mm. when I looked it up was I like oh my god yes I recognize the face but it turns out I didn't know anything about this case. I knew a Netflix adaptation film about this. Um, was it? What was the film? Oh, you know, you put me on this because spot. there's a there's a Hulu one called The Act. That's it. That's it. The Act. Yeah, and it's got it's a that, Hulu. Um, we don't want to false advertise, Ryan. Come on now, don't give Netflix credit. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I mean, I don't mean it's a, a Netflix-made film. I think I saw it on Netflix. Um, wow. But yeah, The Act. Man, that was a good film. Like. Genuinely, yeah, I haven't really seen that. I, I'm going to watch it probably this afternoon, but I haven't I haven't seen that yet, but I will. Um, but yeah, so I watched something similar to that, and uh, I was like, oh, it's ba- I mean that was based off this case. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this this rings a bell. So when we watched when I watched the documentary, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this rings so like true, like in my head as to what's happened. I didn't even know. It just shows how good maybe yeah. the film was and how sort of to <laughs> it it were. But yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll start off with how we normally do. So you've got Gypsy Rose Blanchard. She was born in 1991. So it's a very recent case, and we'll get on to how recent it was in a little bit. Um, to her mother, Dee uh, Dee Blanchard. I think Dee Dee was her middle name. And Dee Dee is often described as a very overprotective mother, which I think kind of undersells it a mm. little bit. Um, and she caused Gypsy to have... Did she cause Gypsy to have these? No, she told Gypsy that she was a very poorly girl yeah is the nicest way of putting it but i've kind of like followed the documentary and like yeah i've done the same lots of bits so should we start from the start of the doc right which it starts with gypsy in a police interview right who uh the interviewer tells her that her mum is dead should we start should we go from there and follow it yeah um so i think chronologically it's going to be a bit all over the place oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. but yeah. you know um so uh, with this honestly right so we start off it's in a, a police interview room gypsy sat there she's all like looking innocent and whatnot or something's wrong with her anyway and then a police officer kind of guy walks in he sits down and he's basically like oh yeah your, your mum's dead and he's so blase about the whole thing like he just it was strange isn't it it's so strange she's just like oh so your mum's dead Anyway, and she's like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then also, right, let's be... Ah, uh, should we just write story, like, cover the whole thing? What we know is Gypsy... Yeah, Gypsy is a young girl who, with her mother, has been pretending to be ill for a very, very fucking long time but actually so, is somewhat ill because her mother makes her ill. 
Yeah, so I've got I've got it here. Gypsy isn't actually unwell, but she genuinely believes that she is because she has Munchausen by proxy. And what is Munchausen? I hear people cry. Well, I've got this direct from the NHS website, so here we go. Munchausen syndrome is a rare psychological and behavioural condition in which someone fabricates or induces symptoms of illness on themselves. Munchausen syndrome is named after a German aristocrat, Baron Munchausen, who became famous for telling wild, unbelievable tales about his exploits and the past. Um, And Munchausen by proxy is essentially the same thing, but it's when someone else convinces you that you are sick and treats you as such. So then you just accept that as a reality. Yeah, and they get some sort of like validation and attention out of that, and that's what it is they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, when Katrina hit America, they I think they got their house rebuilt for them. Um, yeah. They got luxury holidays to Disneyland paid. They they had a lot of luxuries that were paid for them because of Gypsy's supposed illness, which in her defense, I genuinely believe that she thought that she had because she was being pumped full of what? medication. This is the thing, yeah. The thing with um, <clears throat> the illnesses, that we have a list of illnesses, right? Um, yeah, we do, yeah. Uh, and these are some of the, just the documentary shows, and I think there's more to it. But I have the list here. Now, supposedly, Gypsy Rose has epilepsy. Asthma. She is paralyzed from the waist down. Hearing impaired, vision impaired. She needs a feeding tube. She has, uh, quote, retardation at the age of seven. Uh, she has a heart murmur. She has lung disease. She is incontinent. She has allergies. She has hyperventilation. She is anemic. She has muscular dystrophy. Dystrophy, And here's the big one. She also has, apparently, leukemia. Which is yeah. that a kid's cancer? I know that sounds really insensitive for me to say, but I only ever hear like kids. No, have no, leukemia. I think I think everyone I think everyone anyone can get leukemia. Yeah. Anyway, now it is mentioned, right, that the reason doctors are supposedly never picked up on the fact that Gypsy's not actually fucking ill, right, is because her mother, who has Munchausen's by proxy, is making her ill. And she's doing this by giving her a sheer fucking amount of medications that then obviously, as we all know, when you get your medications, they're like, oh, please make sure you read the packaging because you can get symptoms and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Side effects. Side effects, right? She's giving her medication for things that she doesn't have, which is giving her side effects, which the doctors are then trying to treat that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she mentioned um, once whenever she went to bed, she had to wear like, uh, a breathing machine to to sleep and she noted that it would make her breathing more difficult when yeah. she had to wear this breathing machine which seems backwards oh god yeah um now the doctor thing right it really genuinely doesn't delve too deeply into the whole medical side of things so we really can't be sure um what the thinking was was from the doctors um but how do you not spot that a girl doesn't have cancer like i this is the thing. Her mother was some sort of master manipulator who had managed to convince medical professionals that her daughter had a certain ailment, which is absolutely wild because does this mean that the doctors themselves were doing no tests? But then we do get onto that one doctor who started raising question marks. Mm. Um, and this is when her mother went quiet because the doctor noted that if she couldn't walk and was paralyzed from the waist down, how did this girl have muscle in her leg it, it, it just wouldn't be there and she was fully able to support her own weight on her legs which if you've been paralyzed from the waist down um from birth essentially 
Mm. That that wouldn't be the case. And so this doctor wrote, I quote, "Mother is not a good historian." Bro, I notes. laughed. I laughed when I saw that on the documentary. I was like, "Oh my god, how did you not think of that?" Of course, she's taking her to a doctor and being like, "Oh yeah, no, she's paralyzed from the waist down." And this doctor's like, "Do you know what? For someone who's been paralyzed from the waist down for nine years, she's got surprisingly good muscles in her legs. So, like, she shouldn't have yeah. any at all." Yeah, and. But this is where it gets really alarming that if you request your medical records, you can get them in full. And Dee Dee was doing this for Gypsy and she noticed that this doctor had picked up on this and then the pair went very quiet. Mm. They didn't visit another doctor for, what was it, years? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, That's absolutely crazy. And I love that this like one doctor was kind of like, huh, that's a bit weird. And it, uh, didn't he do an MRI scan on her brain and her spine? And also like, yeah, this girl doesn't have muscular dystrophy. Like, she's absolutely mm. fine there. And I'm sure maybe she has got other things. Um, but apparently, a lot of the doctors were just taking Dee Dee's word for it. They were just like, oh, on the mother's advice or mother said that this daughter has blah, blah, blah. And they're just going, okay, yeah, sure. Like, because I suppose they're not going to do a billion tests every time that Gypsy comes to see a doctor. Um, I was thinking as well, if we're coming at this from a, an English point of view, maybe in America it's different because these tests would cost different amounts. So I, I genuinely don't know. In America, are you able to say, I've got this and they'll just believe you? Because mm. in England, like tests, obviously they cost money. You pay in taxes, but I can go. you can go to the hospital and get whatever tests you want done within reason. Yeah. And they'll, they'll I mean, do it you without jump, cost. You've got to jump on a waiting list, but uh, yeah. Yeah. A long yeah. fucking waiting list as well. I actually had a dream last night that I forget who I was with, but someone needed an ambulance and I rang it and they were like, the ambulance will be there at four in the morning. That was my dream last night. I don't know why. Well, fun fact, I have actually called ambulances fairly recently. And what you normally expect, and if you've never called an ambulance before, um, you would be forgiven for thinking this is what would happen. You call an ambulance and they say, oh, what do you need? And you're like, well, I need an ambulance because I've got a friend here who's got la 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 wrong. And they'll go, okay, cool. Um, we will be there as soon as we can. And you expect them to turn up five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've had someone who was having a heart issue and was on the floor because his heart was beating irregularly and he thought he was having a heart attack. And uh, I, we were waiting over an hour and a ambulance was still not there to the point where we had to call the person's dad and he just took him to the hospital instead it was quicker yeah we're not in a good place as a country right now oh no we are not so that was sort of the the medical background i think that's everything i wanted to cover mm. on her, her ailments and how her mother managed to convince doctors of, of of these issues but th this was going on for years like absolute years and this is oh, yeah. like, i think they mentioned it as well this isn't child neglect this is direct child abuse yes there was one guy who says that he says Mun munchausen's by proxy when done to a child is child abuse like that yeah. is a parent who is getting gratification out of making their child sick and being the primary carer for that child that is child yeah. abuse um, and her mother did her best as well to keep her mental age low, even though Gypsy mm. is generally mentally capable. Um, I believe it was her 18th birthday. Her mother turned to, I forget who it was, and said, it was a dad. don't tell her that she's 18. Yeah. 
which it seems bizarre because she told everyone that her mental age was around the age of 15 and that's where it was going to stay and it was never going to get any better, which mm. is an absolute bollocks lie because you watch interviews with Gypsy now and she's an adult woman mm-hmm. as much as anyone else. But well, I think this is a way her mother controlled her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, Right, so we've covered like the men the, the the medical sort of side to her and we've given like a very brief overview as to like gypsy's story so let's get back to like the the timeline of the documentary because you know that's mm-hmm. the what we're talking about um so we, we we've seen she's in this interview room with the police interviewer and uh he tells her that you know tells her very blase like that her mum is dead we see Gypsy get really upset by this, right? She's like, oh my God, what? No, like, no, my mum's not dead. And he's like, babe, your mum's dead. Like, come on, you know that she's dead. And she's like, oh, yeah. no, no, no. This interview is done quite a long time after the murder has happened. So mm. Gypsy knows damn well that her mum is dead. So I don't understand what the pretense was. Uh, for the way I looked at it, I think is she panicked. And she was just doing, you know, when you're a kid and you've done something really mm. bad and your parents like start shouting, you go, did you do this? Your immediate reaction is to say no, even if you're caught red handed. Mm. I, I think mm. she panicked. She was a bit like a deer in the headlights. I also mm. think she tried to palm the blame off to uh, her boyfriend, who we'll get onto in a little bit. Yeah. Well, now I do have a theory later as to why she behaved like that. And I'll cover it later. But also, right. what is it with the taking of the pictures of Gypsy's face in that interview? Like, I yeah, guess it was all very close up, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I get that she's a suspect for the murder of her mother, but the interviewer is being all soft and lovely, right? Because when she starts crying and saying, oh, that she loves her mum and stuff, he goes to her, he's going, I know you do, sweetheart. I, I know you do. I know you love your mum and you don't want to hurt her, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, by the way, just stand up a minute. I'm going to take a picture of your face while you're crying. Like, yeah, it seemed really weird. I think it was all police tactics, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, now, we, we have seen at this point, like, you know, Gypsy walking around unaided. You just don't necessarily think of it, uh, anything of it, if you don't know the story. Um, but then, of course, that's when we come to find out that apparently Gypsy is not supposed to be able to walk. Um, yeah. We meet Gypsy's dad. He seems like a very down-to-earth guy. In fact, I actually he seems like a great bloke. Didn't, yeah, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Really nice I, I actually quite liked him and his wife. I, like, the both I think the backstory there is at uh, 17, he got Dee Dee pregnant. And as he quoted back in them days, when you get someone pregnant at 17, you get married. Whether you wanted to or not, you get married. Bro, like, that that is such an interesting, like, story as to how that even happened. Like, Dee Dee is significantly older than Gypsy's dad, as far as I can see, just based on pictures alone. Like, Dee Dee, mm. from the, the... You see a picture of him and her together, and then you see a picture of Dee Dee just before she dies, and you see him now in the documentary, and you're still like, how has she aged, like, tw- like 30 years in this time? I don't know how to approach this delicately, but it looks like he takes care of himself, and she doesn't take care of herself. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, I, think, I think she's also significantly older than him. Um, yeah. Because like I think they show a bit in the documentary. It's like 1986, and she's at least 20. Mm. Well, yeah. But then they I... eventually separate, and Dee Dee sort of do. got full custody. Yeah, so they split. She gets full custody, and apparently she's fine to do that. Um, can I also just take a second and be like, um, uh, <laughs> the accents. Yeah, as you were watching it, you messaged me saying the accents are weird. The accents are all over the place. I couldn't really pinpoint. Mate, 
like I, I think they're from like Louisiana or no 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 like um uh like New New Orleans or something around that region I think so I just assume that they all have a very generic southern accent right but what they've got is so bizarre like even when you meet Dee Dee's dad uh and 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 he couldn't sound a fucking word he was saying she had subtitles <laughs> yeah yeah, but like it's a understand. mixture it's a mixture of like southern american like new jersey and canadian all mixed up together it's so yeah. weird um, it was bizarre the deep I, south accents are something yeah. else i really had a hard time understanding it um <laughs> yeah they did have to subtitle i uh had to sort of watch this through different means and i had fucking it looked like scandinavian subtitles the entire way through to be fair and i think they were they were struggling to keep up <laughs> That would have made more sense, to be fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we find out that um, uh, Gypsy's dad and Dee Dee, they kind of split really like soon after she gets pregnant or has the kid. They seem to like, he seems to be trying to be a good dad. Like you see lots of pictures of him with, with Gypsy, like help being around. Um, he does seem to be like a very like decent bloke. Um, yeah. But then we start to hear that Dee Dee was telling him Gypsy has a lot of health issues. And yeah. he, even he at one point in the documentary was just like, this girl's got a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was, she, Gypsy was also told from an early age sort of like horror stories about her father. So she was scared of him for no good reason. Oh, yeah. Which again is another control method. Sort of her mother being like, I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. What one thing that I'm gonna pick up now is sort of the fascination uh, with Disney through the entire thing oh, through Gypsy's life, bro. Yes, because yes. it's really and one thing she likened it to, which I thought was a great sort of way to describe it, was the film Tangled. I spot because on. in the film Tangled, the princess Rapunzel gets stolen from her parents and is bought up by Mother Gothel, and Mother Gothel acts all nice and sweet, but only keeps her locked in the tower for her own personal gain. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly... And then Gypsy did say something really interesting about how Mother Gothel eventually dies, and she sort of was kind of fixated on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was always in her thinking that her mother would have to die at some point, but the the, the Disney thing was absolutely interesting because she always wanted this fairy tale life, sort of like this Cinderella meet Prince Charming life, and she was never getting that. Yeah. No, uh, do you know what, though? She was spot on about that. She was spot on. Now, it, it, it's this took me for a surprise. We actually get to meet Gypsy Rose in the documentary. We, yeah, we yeah, meet yeah. her. I... She's in the documentary. And I that yeah. really surprised me because I was not expecting to see her. But she's in it. And she she speaks kind of eloquently. She's you know fairly eloquent about her sort of self. We meet her and she's like... um. Oh, uh, she's she's laughing about it all, and she's like, "Oh, I just want to take this opportunity to be honest for the first time." You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think maybe she's had a lot of time to sort of sit and think. Yeah, I mean, I and absolutely grow, grow love, up quite quickly. I nearly spat my drink out when the first question straight out the bat is, "How would you describe your mom?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, um, <laughs> she's unique. Is all what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, she's dead. Yeah, it's a fair description. Also, like, let's talk about Gypsy Rose briefly. Like, her voice is so high pitched that I thought she was putting it on, but I'm starting to think maybe it's genuinely something she's learned, and that is her voice now. Is it? Like, is, we know it's better now than it was in sort of the home oh. recorded videos. They were very high pitched, very right. sort of 
cringe animated and ch- very childish mm. which is probably a way to keep her as a child and i'm not gonna lie if you if you speak to her when she was i don't know that amount of age and dd was around you would be like okay th- this person has learning difficulties mm. but to think that it was all put on or she genuinely believed that that is who she was mm-hmm. her voice now is more human it is. No, but we, we know that Gypsy has played this role of a highly disabled girl and has been made to play that she's a lot younger for a long, long time. So it does make sense for her to do an accent voice at all times, um, or an innocent voice, sorry, at all times. But she's like mid-twenties at this point in the documentary, and although she does sound kind of more human, <laughs> is probably a fair way, um, it's still kind of like, whoa, that, that's a really high-pitched voice. Yeah, Absolutely. So I want to, I don't know where you were going to progress. I want to move on now to her first attempt to run away. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, let's go That's where I got to next. Yeah. So she made a friend from uh, Arkansas. I want to say Arkansas because that's how it's spelled. You can't have Kansas and then stick AR on the front and it's Arkansas. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But that's a problem America's got to deal with and let me know when you've sorted that. Um, And they met online. A lot of what Gypsy does is online through the computer. And she sort of opened up a little bit about what was going on in her life. And her friend was like, well, fucking leave and come live with me. And Gypsy sort of went, yeah, go on then. So she hitched a ride with a stranger and then made her way to Arkansas. And Dee Dee somehow found out where she was. I assume she went through the computer and found out. Mm. Uh, And she went and collected her. She brought her back home and she smashed the computer and then threatened to smash her hands if she did it again. And then for the next couple of weeks, uh, she was tied to the bed with a leash and handcuffs. Mm. Oh, that. Let's also remember, she has a lawyer declare that Gypsy is mentally incompetent. So if Gypsy ever tries yeah. to run away and go to the police, they'll take her straight back to her mum. Yeah, because they'll never, ever believe her. Yeah. It's the fact that she's handcuffed to a bed with a leash around her neck. Like, yeah. come on, man. That's not, like... That's your mum. Like, treating you like a dog. Yeah, which is probably why the next few steps were taken. Yeah. I, it's absolutely baffling. Absolutely baffling. And, like, I've got my subheading for this is just overbearing mother. <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah, overbearing. That's one way of putting it. One way of putting yeah. it. Um, Yeah, it's the fact that she also threatens to, like, bash her fingers in with a hammer we do know because gypsy does say this later on that there is some physical violence toward her whenever she does things quote wrong um Mm -hmm. like if she's talking too much or she sounds a bit not as disabled as she maybe wants to come across her mum will like squeeze her hand or something and then she knows to shut up but then she might get a slap later on in the night um yeah the pair are always holding hands in any time they're sort of around each other and interviewing mm. them her mom would control her i think this is a good time to talk about her mother in a bit more detail because we do meet the family of dd as ryan mentioned we we met her parents and we also met is it a brother-in-law or a brother i'm not 100 percent. or the young guy with the tattoo on his face yeah 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 he's the nephew right okay and all of her family fucking hate her mate they i think the quote was after she died and she was <laughs> cremated no one wanted her ashes and they even said like oh just flush them down the toilet <laughs> imagine your family saying that about you that's absolutely wild also, but that, that's I think, her dad saying that as well he's like i oh, just throw yeah. it down the toilet no one wants it <laughs> yeah but then 
it comes back to because it's, it's a dad and stepmom in the interview because her mom's dead because her Dee Dee was her mother's sort of primary caregiver in her old age and her mother apparently was not a nice person either also a mm. master manipulator a bit of a petty criminal and eventually her mother died and it was found out that Dee Dee had essentially starved her she just didn't feed her she didn't look after her and she just starved her mother to the point where she died and that's sort of when the family were like, okay, this is a bit of a, she's a bit of a prick. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by, by all accounts, so far as we know, she also tried to do this to her stepmother. Mm. Like her own stepmother's like, oh yeah, she was trying to poison me for a long time. She kept putting grounding shit up in my food. And I was thinking like, this tastes really weird. And it's like, cause she was trying to poison her as well. Yeah. And then she'd be bed bound for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so she could kind of look after her too. Now we do know as well that her own father said that you know when she was little he he did try to do his absolute best with her and like anything she wanted he would make sure that she had all this kind of stuff. So again, without knowing too much, he seems to be an okay guy that you know tried to do his best. Um, yeah, yeah, it seemed like the mother's manipulation. Mm, yeah, but um, yeah, the the bit that I've mainly got written down about this whole thing is just that no one in her family fucking likes her. Like, even her nephew thought she was a knob running around, running up credit cards in family members' names and whatnot. Um, yeah, not a single person has a good thing to say about her, which is really odd. The only person who had a good thing to say about her is Gypsy, and she killed her. <laughs> yeah, which says it all. <laughs> and she only has a good thing to say about her because that's what she's been told to say. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, now from here, I've got the boyfriend. Yeah, let's let's do it. So, um, we know that Gypsy is a lot older than she looks, and don't get me wrong, mm. bro. However, like the mum makes her shave her head to make her give this look of special needs or cancer. Yeah. Um her teeth are like really like they need work they need help like yeah. her teeth are protruding out the front of her face um which i wonder whether that is a conscious choice to make them just continue to grow like that for her mm. own needs um mm-hmm. but yeah gypsy looks that's probably the wrong way of putting it but but Gypsy looks like she has a lot of issues, right? And I think that is a conscious choice. She's made to seem a lot younger, but she's not. She is a adolescent. She's like 18, 19, 20. Um, and she has questions about the world, right? A lot of questions about the world. She mm. has not had any experience of being an adult. She's not been allowed to grow up. And all of a sudden, she's now starting to use the internet and on the internet, she's just a horny teenager, and she goes on a yeah. Christian dating website where she finds a guy called Nicholas Go John, who is a twenty-six-year-old yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. He's a little they older did say, than her. They they said in the in the doc as well that no matter how much you try and control someone, those sort of teenage sexual urges, you can't stop that. Ah, oh, bro, like that is one of the most like that's probably the. Other than the tangled reference, that's probably the most, that is the second most spot on thing that was brought up in this documentary. She's the BuzzFeed journalist, isn't she? Um, yeah, yeah. And she says, "Try as you like, you cannot stop adolescents being horny and trying this stuff out." Gypsy yeah. has been denied the knowledge of sex her entire life, and yet has still found it fairly easily as well, and just dove straight in. 
Like she's yeah. gone into yeah. that, and, and that's the thing. You you can a human is a human, and a human at that age starts to get a bit confused and a bit horny mm. and a bit like, oh, why are all these thoughts coming in my head, and why am I getting turned on? Da 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 da. Why am I growing up? Um, and you know, if her mum's not going to help her with that and teach her. Because I'm assuming she's homeschooled as well, so she has no. Friends. Oh yeah, yeah she is, yeah she is. Um, she's gonna go online, and that is we know is the worst place to learn some things. Yeah, it's really not good, and she sort of uh, fell into the wrong hands, shall we say? Mm. Uh, because well, Nick, should we do a sort of a background profile on Nick? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Go on, let's go on Nick. So Nick uh, had autism, diagnosed autism. And he also took medication for multiple personalities, um, which we'll get onto in a little bit more. Mm. Uh, so he met with Gypsy and they said that the pair just clicked. They instantly clicked. Um, but Gypsy, as we mentioned earlier, was into Disney. She wanted this fairy tale romance. She wanted this Prince Charming to sort of sweep her off of her feet. Nick wasn't that. Nick was into sort of BDSM and things. Mm. And he managed to convince her to go along with it. And she was sort of very submissive to him and that's when you see she was very active on facebook you can see her facebook statuses sort of change yeah and she she as i said she was submissive to him she would she would reference sex sort of being like sort, sort of like a sex slave to him that was so fascinating like you mentioned like obviously nick has uh high functioning autism so he's actually 26 years old but he apparently has the mental uh, uh, uh ability of like a 16 year old and apparently always will um and, and and like you say, like her, her, her social media presence starts to change a little bit. But what's interesting is that at the beginning, uh, you see a lot of their interaction on the documentary. And it shows how innocent she can be about this whole thing. Because she's like, oh, I'm just kind of on here looking to find like my Prince Charming. I just kind of want to find a friend or find love, blah, blah, blah. Um, Gypsy has no reference for dating. She has never done it before. In fact, they spoke for four days online before deciding to become a couple yeah and 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 then messaging like like you said like they're putting stuff on social media um bro this stuff is fucking cringe inducing this is the kind of shit you see a 13 year old who's got their first boyfriend doing right she posts on facebook quote is it wrong to start thinking about your wedding before you're engaged lol and nick comments with no darling because that is when you're truly in love it's like oh Ugh, I'm gonna throw up. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's it is uncomfortable to read. You see teenagers type this kind of shit all the time, and like you know those kind of people that have had four worlds in a year, and they're like, "Oh, I love yeah. you, you're my world," and it's like, "Yeah, you've got a whole solar system in your back catalog, <laughs> mate. Come on, <laughs> like the whole thing's cringe. It gives an air of just teenagers who have got like who are fucking angst. They're all horny and they don't know how to deal with their feelings, and they're just getting yeah. carried away with it all. Um, yeah, and then and you like, get onto the. Uh, the sexual images that they share. Oh, bro. Like you said, Nick claims that he's into BDSM shit. Gypsy thinks that's what he's into as well because he's apparently told her that, right? Gypsy's never heard of this shit before. So she's keen to like look it up and try it because that's what he wants. Mm. And there's a bit, and this bit I was like, oh, for God's sake. She posts, she posts on Facebook a very risque picture depicting Belle from Beauty and the Beast with the Beast mm. And she's got a rather flimsy see-through dress on. Now, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I just want my own beast. And Nick's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of us. Oh. <laughs> Fuck off, bro. Like, and then there's a couple more. 
like they, they post a couple more of like you know disney princesses just being sexually like lewd and all this kind of shit and i'm like sure whatever you're into and all that but i'm telling you james disney adults are scary enough as it is let alone when they start getting sexy about it it's just weird I don't, to go off on a little tangent my tiktok at the minute or like it was a few days ago for some reason my algorithm put me on disney adult algorithm oh, i'm the furthest God. thing you can get away from that <laughs> i wanted to launch my phone at a wall yeah i'm if, I'm sorry, if you go to Disney and like, but I'm not going to gatekeep what makes you happy. If Disney makes you happy, power to you, go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, Do whatever. Fair. But if you drop to your fucking knees when you see the Disney castle and start uncontrollably crying, I'm, the, you've got to assess something in your life. Like, that's yeah. not acceptable yeah. behavior. It's like, bro, I've been to Disneyland. I've done Disneyland Florida. And don't get me wrong, it's amazing. Like, the sheer yeah. like size of it all and the detail in everything like even the bin men are not bin men they're fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. artists at bin shit and they'll like tie it up with a bow and all this kind of shit and make it look like mini mouse as they do it or like the street cleaners will like clean the floor but they don't just clean the floor they'll like squirt water on and draw art as they do it and you're like mm-hmm. the whole thing is phenomenal and as an adult i can appreciate that but then you get these like 30 year olds 40 year olds some of them and they're wearing these giant fucking badges that say my first time in disney and they're wearing their ears <laughs> and they they just cry they cry and it's like you haven't even See, met- I, have, I have i have no issue with the ears if you want to wear the ears wear the fucking ears do whatever because to me it's sort of similar to wearing a sports shirt to watching a sports game it's sort of on par with that okay fair. but uh, yeah if you are uncontrollably crying mm. And pushing children out of the way to meet the characters, please. Yeah. Please. Like, you're queuing up for hours to meet a person who is dressed up. Like, it, I'm not. If someone walks, say, like, I don't know, I'm walking through Disney and fucking Goofy walks past and it's just me and Goofy and so I'll be like, you know what, fuck it, take a picture, it takes two seconds. Fine. I'm not going to queue for three hours for that privilege. Mm, yeah. Now, Listen, like I say, I, I see. I don't know if you maybe you're referencing to this one particular video, but there's that one video of that girl. I think she's like 27, something like that, and she sees the Disney castle and she just absolutely breaks down in tears. And everyone slaughtered her online. And yeah, each to your own. If that makes you happy, whatever. Don't really understand the need to cry about the whole thing, but I understand that some people are like, oh, but maybe they didn't get this when they were a kid and they weren't allowed to see it or blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. If you like Disney, you like Disney. I think it's a bit odd if you're that into it. But, and and actually, no, to be fair, I, let me clarify. I don't have an issue with you being into Disney. I have an issue with you crying over it, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, I am a 29-year-old, soon to be 30, and I still watch anime. I still watch Dragon Ball Z. I still watch all this kind of stuff. I love that stuff. I think that's great. I don't cry about it all, though. Like, if so, if I saw some buff dude dressed up as, like, Goku from Dragon Ball Z, I'm not going to cry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we're being unfair. Maybe we're going to get attacked for this. My main complaint, though, is when, like, you get adults that make it sexual. Yeah. And you're like, Disney, that... Disney is not sexy. It's it's for children. It, it is. is. It's, the, it's, the in, it's the innocence of being a child. Like Scrooge McDuck can't dive into coins. That's it would form one solid mass. It it, it would cause a fl- it would hurt. But 
you suspend your belief <laughs> as a child. You say that that's cool. That would happen. So this is for children. So if you're sexualizing it, you're a nonce. <laughs> I think it's for me is like this is a fucking tangent we're going on. But you know when people have like schoolgirl fantasies, that's weird. That's fucking weird to me because mm. you are saying that you find schoolgirls sexually attractive. Yeah, because like and you might even say be like, "Oh, but but I'm not having I'm not having sex with an actual schoolgirl." It's like, "No, but they are dressed up as one." And that is the yeah, fantasy. You, you, the fantasy here is that that girl is underage. That's not okay. Hmm, we're looking at you, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Japan. I, I saw a fucking hilarious TikTok the other day. It was Japan. And how, like, England deals with the past of being like, we, we're in denial about our colonial history. Germany faces it full on. They're like, yeah, we did this. Sorry. And Japan is just sort of like, us? No, we're so cute. Like, we didn't do that. <laughs> Kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were the, one of the most evil fucking nations on yeah. the earth you like yeah, there was, there was a thing called the rape of nanking that i don't need to go into detail about what that is because that was fucking horrible no. you did that the title alone Kawaii. the title alone yeah the title alone is bad enough in fact we are i am 100 percent. i will do this at some point i'm going to do an episode on unit 731 i don't yeah, think yeah. i heard of it james but fucking yeah, horrific have. the shit that happened there and i just wonder whether like you know a lot of people they look at japan now and don't get me wrong i'm a massive japanophile i love japan i think it's fantastic yeah. it's on my top top of my list of like that's where i want to go um but you look at japan now and then you look at america like how could you how could you drop two a-bombs on japan and then you're like yeah, yeah bro if you look to japan during the war though they weren't giving up like there was some shit going on there like <laughs> The way they rebranded themselves is amazing. Oh, bro. They did so well. Kings of marketing. <laughs> anyway. They really are. But, like, my brother's been to Japan a number of times. You go to museums and they have fucking shrines to kamikaze pilots still. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, um, I suppose... And also, if we're going to bash Japan a little bit more, I'm, I'm, this is, I might be wrong here, but I'm fairly sure I read this, that the punishment for holding a little bit of marijuana is more than paedophilia there is a rather interesting documentary by stacy dooley on japan and its issues with underage pornography and isn't it legal or it used to be legal there was a thing where it was not it is illegal to produce child pornography it wasn't illegal to own it i think that's the rule right okay and that needs Um, to be assessed and then because obviously because it was illegal to produce it that's when they started making things like, you know, your anime, which has very yeah. childlike looking. Well, actually, no, take a break. Not necessarily anime, although anime can be sometimes a bit pro- pro- problematic. Hentai stuff where it's, yeah. as, 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 as Stanley would call it. It's called hentai and it's art. Um, but some would say it is depicting a cartoonish child being sickly assaulted in many ways. Yeah. What a tangent. Um. But yeah, let's get back to um, yeah, how that was, that was get onto that. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's get uh, back to Nicholas they, Go John. And to be fair, they were sending each other sexual pics of themselves. Of like Gypsy would be dressed up as like Harlequin and and characters such as that. Pardon me for being a bloke for a second, but like when that popped up on the documentary, I was like, well, sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> what it the takes fuck? you back, doesn't it? What the because fuck? suddenly, like you go from this girl that you've seen as a a a, a, a child essentially, yeah, to a woman. Mate, do you know what it's like? you've not even finished seeing the damn thing when you watch game of thrones right and you've watched it from the start like i did 2011 from the start and you see little Arya stark Maisie williams right this cute little girl who's like i'm not a girl i'm a little she boy and i'm a wolf and i'm gonna run around and just kill people and then in like season eight she has sex in that fucking series and you're like well you grew up and I just have no fucking recollection of what time is anymore because now you're an yeah. adult and this is weird and I don't know why I'm watching this. <laughs> it's yeah, like I that. think that's why the whole um fuck, what's her name? You know who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, the English actress who's Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's How not. now like she was she's now engaged and like Drake was sliding into her DMs. Like to everyone, she's still a child because that's yeah. sort of where we first met her. Mm. Yeah, it's so bizarre, isn't it, when you grow up with that kind of person. But I almost felt like that with Gypsy Rose, because you're like you're looking at her and like you're know, seeing her at Disneyland, you're seeing her do these voices and playing a child, and then all of a sudden she's posting fucking uh, explicit pictures of herself to this boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's weird. It's really bizarre. It's really bizarre, and it shows that she is living a dual life. Like she has two versions of herself, and she does not subscribe to the gypsy rose that you see publicly so much she wants yeah. to be this other gypsy rose um <clears throat> can i also just for a second because this i i laughed and i shouldn't laugh but i laughed going back to nicholas go john or whatever his name is what was it uh nicholas yeah go john um yeah, yeah. we <laughs> they show a clip from a news report where he is arrested for watching porn and masturbating in a mcdonald's right now listen for nine hours yes nine hours like like, yeah that that is indecent exposure public indecent exposure and that is bad he's done it for nine fucking hours in a mcdonald's restaurant and i just i'm thinking how is that nine hours in a mcdonald's and and when they first said it my eyebrows were like what and then they said that was how how why has no one dragged him out that was my thought exactly i was like the reason i laughed so hard was because in my head I was envisioning how that all would play out. And there's just like a couple of people behind the counter at McDonald's just being like, is that, that guy That guy watching porn and masturbating? And they're like, oh, don't worry, he'll stop in a minute. And it's like, bro, it's been four hours. He's not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and like, at what yeah, point were they like, we should probably call the police now, seven hours in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that situation arises. How but was... I guess McDonald's is one of them like lawless lands where oh. anything goes. Oh, that was so funny. Like, I found that hilarious. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Do we get to the point where they meet in the f- in person for the first time? So just before we do that, we're going to talk about the ex that reached out to Gypsy, being like, oh, Nick yeah. is a fucking bad guy. 
yeah. please like save yourself. And Gypsy didn't believe him. Um, and we mentioned earlier that Nick is taking medication for multiple personalities. He told Gypsy that he wanted each of his personalities to have a girlfriend. So she then created personalities to match his. One was Kitty, which was a child. Um, one was Candy. And Ruby was sort of the more evil side because one of Nick's personalities was a vampire. Oh, yeah, and he likes to murder. And this is uh, this is the vampire that I think carried out the act. Right. Now, this is interesting. And there are some people who have uh, what is it's formerly known as dissociative identity disorder or what we used to know as multiple personalities. Um, DID is something that is still to this day questioned as to whether it's a real disease or not um um i in fact at my university for my third year i played a, i did a one-man show with someone who had dissociative identity disorder so to play both characters on stage um so i tried to do as much research as possible and there's this one woman who's got like 26 different like personalities um yeah. or they're, they're called alters right um and i found it fascinating but like I say, it's still not, I don't think, officially recognized as a real thing. Um, so when we say, oh, maybe it was the vampire altar that did it, we don't know. Like, it, it could be mm. an excuse of his to say, oh, no, it was this, it was this. Um, because as far as I know, he is not in a psychiatric hospital. Like, he's not in a psychiatric no. prison uh, for the criminally insane. He is in a very box standard prison um, with normal people. Like neurotypical people um yeah so i i don't necessarily subscribe to this whole it was his his alters i just think it's his autism that is sort of doing like saying all that sort of stuff i think it's his autism mm. that's like making him not making him say it but like he that's his personality he's just trying to be edgy or whatever um okay mm, um interesting yeah <laughs> Now, the first time they meet, I thought this yeah. was just wrong, weird, weird, and it, it, upsetting. I mean, it's very weird. So um, it's at the cinema, isn't it? Yeah. So when they first meet, they, they they're going to the cinema to watch the new live-action Cinderella movie, right? With Lily James, which I think is a good film. But that's I don't besides know who the point. That is. Who's Lily? I James? like Lily James. She's she's great. She's an actress. I don't yeah. know how else to describe her. She was in Downton Abbey for a little bit. Uh, oh, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Um. All I know is that. Um, is it um, Baby Driver? She was in Baby Driver. Ah, oh, yeah, I've seen that, but I don't really remember it. No, I haven't seen Baby Driver. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, they have sex in the bathroom. Like yeah, she with, loses her virginity in a men's bathroom. Yeah. So Dee Dee was there, obviously not in the bathroom, but she was present at yeah. the cinema. Oh yeah, right. Can I just for a second though? Um, Gypsy Rose loses her virginity to Nick in the men's stalls, as the Americans call them. Now, mm. I don't know how that's doable. I'm sure they did, right? But, uh, uh, James, I don't know if you've ever been in an American stall. You do not have any privacy in these stalls. The gaps between the panels is unnerving. This is another thing. Like, I know we talk about America a lot and, and what we think is wrong with it. This is very high up there on my list. Why are there gaps? What is what is the function of these gaps? What is the purpose? I actually know the answer to this. Okay, in, in, now, educate me. 
this is the answer that I know to be true. And maybe it's just a thing that's just, it's become a standard, right? But, so, the gaps between the panels, supposedly, is to stop people going in the bathrooms and staying in the bathrooms. Um, and I think it came to do, something to do with work. You know, people tend to, like, if you're on a salary and you just sort of, like, waste maybe an hour having a dump at work yeah. in the bathroom, you can't do that because then your boss could just sort of walk in and be like, what are you doing in there? Get the fuck out because you're just sitting there not doing anything. So apparently that it's to do with that. capitalism at its worst. Yeah, apparently but, it's to do with that. But why are you doing that at the fucking cinema? I'm not going to go to the cinema and take an hour-long shit. I can do no. that at home. But it, it, it basically, it stops people going in there and taking too long because you know that it's uncomfortable and someone can see you in it. So you go in, do what you got to do, get out. I hate everything about it. Change. Yeah, yeah. Like in the UK, you can find some toilets where like the, the door goes right up to the ceiling and you can be locked in there. If, you're, if that lock breaks, you're fucked. <laughs> I love toilets where you get your own room. Like it's starting to happen more and more now with like obviously... Um, we're having less and less gendered bathrooms and it's sort of you go in there and there's just there's a toilet you get your own sink you get your own room i fucking love that they're called disabled that's toilets, my, my space yeah i mean i do like disabled toilets where you get a lot of leg room but nando's oh, i think yeah. have started uh doing their own little, little rooms which i think is fantastic i like i like when you go into a bathroom stall or a cubicle we call it in the uk and there is a hook on the back of the door well, and you can you, just like, your jacket you put your jacket, or if you don't, you take your jumper off because you're gonna have it. You're gonna be in there a while. Or you put your bag on yeah. the side of it. Oh, oh, that's a treat. Yeah. You don't want to put that on the floor. I, I love going to different places and like trying out toilets. I, I have an issue. I don't shit anywhere that's not my house, or like <laughs> yeah. I don't shit in public. But I like I like just seeing sort of what the bathroom is like, and some of them are really funky. I like it. I like a good bathroom. I really appreciate it. But yes, Gypsy and Nick had sex in one. Yeah, so yeah, they do that, they do that. And then, oh, right, so we get to the thing, right? So it's all like, um, oh, uh, Dee Dee finds uh, Gypsy at the cinema and is like, what the fuck are you doing in here on your own? Because um, she sat next to Nick, but she does not, for some reason, maybe put two and two together and thinks it's with him. Because she mm. starts kicking off that Gypsy's just sat next to this random guy who's come to see a kid's film on his own. Um, yeah. And Gypsy, like... I took beef with that comment. I, I did take beef with that comment because she was like, "It's a kids' film. Like this guy's come to see it by himself, and that's really weird." I'm like, I don't know. Like, stop. If if a man wants to go see Cinderella and just sit quietly at the cinema and watch film and leave, let him. I know we've bashed Disney adults, but if if that's what you want to do, yeah, we've bashed Disney I, adults. I like, to but go like to... would you would you go to the local cinema and be like, "Can I get a ticket to go see Barbie, please?" I actually probably would. It looks quite good. It does look all right. <laughs> but like, I go to the cinema by myself. It's one of my like favorite things to do because I just it's peaceful and I don't have to be on my phone for a couple of hours and it's just me and this film and it's just it's just nice. Mm. So fuck off, Gypsy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did. I did get her. I did get her excuse though when the interviewer asks her. She's like, um, "Why didn't you just say, oh, he's my friend? I've come with the, my. He's my friend." And she said, "Because I would have had no way of explaining how I knew him." Yeah, and that makes yeah, sense because all of the contact done online is done when Dee Dee is asleep. Mm, yeah. Um, now, should we get to um, the murder? Let's get to the murder. So, 
we I, I quickly want to go so we got they show up some text messages from the two and i've written some down and so we get a text mm-hmm. saying i am 100,000 percent in hun i'm ready truly that's from gypsy nick then replies saying mm-hmm. why do you say that baby gypsy mm-hmm. replies because i finally allowed myself to accept that you're my everything i will go with you and live our dream then later on we get more texts from gypsy saying this shit's gonna go down tonight nick babe it's my evil side doing it he won't mess up because he enjoys killing gypsy we'll be happy soon after this night we will never bring it up nick i'm in springfield gypsy i've left the gloves outside the front door and the screen door is squeaky so try to open it just enough to get in and close it again i'll hand you the knife and duct tape inside darling i'm doing my nails too i'm painting them a dark pink nick i'm here you get your ass into the bathroom you open the door gypsy yes sir i'm going now sir um Mm. gypsy's last interaction with her mum this is actually kind of heartbreaking i know that her mum was not a nice person but the fact that the last thing they did was paint each other's nails and have like a sort of girly night and it was after an argument or they hadn't been on good terms for a while and they were sort of making up and her mom turned to her and sort of referenced the argument and then said, just please don't hurt me. And that was her last words to her daughter. Yeah, her mom said to her, I'm starting to feel a little bit more relaxed now. Don't hurt me. All the while, Gypsy's planning to have her killed. Yeah. Now, listen, I don't, sad. I don't want to excuse a murder here, right? But we know what her mom is. We know she's a manipulator. And I do wonder whether Gypsy at that point sees through it. Like maybe she sees her say her mum saying that as another just just trying to manipulate me. Yeah, yeah, could be. To be fair, I think she's reached her wit's end, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it still upsets Gyp- Gypsy because when she talks about it and she says those are the last words my mum ever said to me, which is "Please don't hurt me," and yet then yeah. she dies. Um, yeah, Gypsy, we know pays for Nick's ticket to come to her town to do this mm-hmm. murder, so Gypsy is fully involved and knows what's happening. Um, yeah, N- Nick goes into the house. Gypsy hides in the bathroom and covers her ears but it isn't enough to block out the noises gypsy hears her mother being brutally murdered by nick in the other room in fact she hears her mum cry out in pain and even screaming her name asking for help and Dee Dee is stabbed multiple times in her bed by nick and 17. the documentary shows the pictures that was alarming. I didn't expect that. But yeah, it was 17 times in the back. So she was clearly like sleeping on her front. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the pictures were brutal. Yeah. Like I was surprised that we saw them and almost shocked. And uh, and, and that's coming from me. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, okay. Like, I was not expecting to see that. And it's just a frenzied attack. Like this guy is just yeah. going at her. Um. Has never met her, doesn't know her, just goes in and does it. Yeah. Um. This is the bit that's genuinely quite shocking. Now, James, I don't know if you have the Facebook quote written down, but um, uh, it is said that Nick wanted to rape Dee Dee. Oh yeah. Whether he wanted so, to rape her corpse or not, but he does state and that he's planned to gypsies that he wants to rape her mum. Yeah, but Gypsy didn't want her mother raped. I think she had still a little bit of respect for her so Mm. gypsy said don't rape her but you can rape me afterwards 
And I, you know what? Despite the fact that she's planned this, organized it, and it has executed it, I did feel for her in that moment. Like, don't rape my mum. Like, rape me. Yeah. Uh, is that is that a worthy sacrifice? Like, oh, rape me instead. Um, yeah. But then, like, you see the she had bite marks on her neck. She had bruises where she'd been grabbed. So there was... I think Nick in the interview claimed that it was consensual, but then Gypsy sort of argued otherwise, and the bruises and marks on her sort of kind of lean to her side a little bit. So Nick, Nick, as we've um, already said, Nick has high functioning autism, right? And obviously we know that a thing with all people with autism, they can come across as very robotic, very cold, very emotionless, right? But Nick, bro, when he's talking about this killing, he's so like fucking cold to the point about it yeah I, I did it i stabbed her i wouldn't have done it if gypsy didn't want me to and then she's like oh did you want to rape her and he went oh well i know I, I wanted to i thought about it. i wanted to rape dd and then i didn't and you're like yeah what what and then and then he's like oh and then she's like did you have sex with gypsy and he's like oh yeah yeah we had consensual sex and then afterwards going ah, oh, i didn't even really feel much about it like i didn't enjoy it and you're like bro Oh, but you can't... The guy's high-functioning autism. I don't know whether that's a really big factor in it all. I think so. Um, so we know that they then, after this, Gypsy and Nick, they run away with uh, $4,000 stolen from the house, and they stay in a hotel room. And this is the bit that I always found a bit weird. There is home video footage of them in that hotel. They're in bed. I'm assuming they've just done stuff or whatever. They're both naked yeah. in bed. And it shows them all like calm, happy, despite the fact that just a mere hours, mere hours ago, this guy's murdered her mum. Yeah, they were laughing, which was a bit alarming. It was. Um, now, this is, um, you mentioned about the Disney thing and how much it plays a part in her life. I do wonder if the Disneyfication of her brain helped her to ignore the brutality of it all. Because she sees herself as Rapunzel entangled, right? And Mother Gothel in the film falls out of a tower to her death. And Rapunzel is now free to be a princess, right? That's how the mm-hmm. story goes. But in the Disney film, there's no police investigation asking how Mother Gothel came to fall out of a window. Disney yeah. just tells us that she's a bad person and she got what she deserved. I wonder yeah. whether Gypsy saw that in her life too. Her Prince Charming has come to her rescue. She didn't see it happen. He came into the house... After some uncomfortable noises, he says that she's now free and they run away together where they can live happily ever after. It's yeah. almost like she, she's ignoring the reality of it all because of the Disneyfication of her brain. She did touch on it a little bit because there's footage of them as well getting bus tickets and she said that she felt free for the first time. She felt... Like a bluebird like out of a cage. Yeah, like a bluebird out of a cage. That's what she said. Um, but then during the police interview or the interview with the HBO documentary team, she said, life isn't Disney. Life is... Reality is very different. And that sort of caught up with her very quickly. Mm. Now, that's her saying that now as like a mid-20s person in prison, right? Yeah. I wonder whether she's had a serious amount of therapy to get her to that point. Because when that murder happens, she is not thinking like that. You see, I, I put this at the end. Um, but I'll say it now. While in prison, there has been therapy sessions sort of like available and gypsy has opted to take part in none of them oh really she hasn't had a single therapy session wow yeah 
I wonder whether she's and just grown up shows, of her own accord in her mind. And apparently shows very little remorse, which is like the stuff at the minute, which we'll touch on, but her family are kind of worried. Um, but we'll, we'll get onto that. That might explain why she was in handcuffs in the documentary, because I found that a bit weird. Yeah, I suppose if you're in there for second-degree murder or whatever, kind of there's protocols you have to... Yeah, now, I, I suppose it is important to clarify, although she planned and arranged and organised it, there is no evidence to suggest that Gypsy was involved in the act itself. She was not yeah. in the room, she didn't see it happen, she didn't partake in it, she just arranged the planning of it. Um, yeah. Still, still, still bad, don't get me wrong. Is she physically yeah. violent? Probably not. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about that. And then the pair, after being in the hotel and stuff, moved into Nick's house. His parents were very suspicious about it, but sort of let it happen anyway. And then the day came where he got a parcel, and the dad was like, I don't check other people's mail. And the parcel was mm. the murder weapon that they posted to themselves from Gypsy's area, which was weird. I thought that was really strange. But mm. I suppose it kind of makes sense from a forensic standpoint. You get rid of the murder weapon. The murder weapon is now nowhere near the crime scene. Yeah. And they're and not carrying it with them. Person. Exactly. Yeah. They're not carrying it with them, so they can't be you know done for that, and it's just sent to their house. That I, I, I think it kind of makes sense, which to me shows a very good understanding of what they're doing. Yeah. But then what... It was interesting as well was the Facebook posts on DD's oh, Facebook afterwards. Right. Gypsy and clearly... Gypsy's shared p- Facebook. Yeah, that she clearly got onto it and started posting things like "the bitch is dead," mm. and then even implied in the comments that she was raped. Yeah, because they're like and like laughing about slash it. Slash the fat pig, and I was gonna rape her, but instead I raped her sweet innocent daughter instead. Yeah. It's like, oh, and that was and then Gypsy people are commenting. That. Apparently so, yeah. Like family members and friends were commenting, being like, "This is weird. Like, what are you going on about?" Which you would. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you'd assume someone's been hacked first. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. But then I was hacked. I didn't post that shit. <laughs> no, you just tried to get people to sign up to fucking crypto or whatever it was. Hey, it's a good deal. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then reality really did catch up with them and. DD was obviously discovered. The police noticed Gypsy was missing, so I had to track down Gypsy, which they did fairly easily. To Nick's house, whose poor fucking parents had no idea oh, that any mate. of this had happened. Yeah. It fell for the stepdad when they were like, what's Nick like? And he was like, well, it's just a quiet kid. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Not and, capable and, of and this. Like, but... I'm assuming it's his like, stepbrother or so it just sat next to him, but he's just swinging in the chair whilst he was dad... really young. Like, why is he in this police <laughs> like, why interview? Why is he in here and they're talking about a murder? <laughs> the kid's just like, woo! <laughs> really yeah. weird. Um, so I think now is a good time before we get on sort of like the trial and stuff. You said you had a theory about why Gypsy denied everything. Okay, so this is my... On my subheading, I was wondering whether it would maybe go at the end and it was just, you know, is she a victim or do we feel for her, right? Um, mm. And I've cut, here's my writing. And it's there's one specific clip where we see, um, which just, it made me think this. So just before the doc documentary goes into the whole hospital stuff and her medical shit and all that, right? We see a home video made by Dee Dee filming Gypsy as she is sort of, quote, asleep, right? 
and she makes this very high-pitched, cutesy noise whilst yawning. Do you remember the bit I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 I do, yeah. Now, it's the kind of noise that you'd hear a human baby or a puppy make when they're yawning. It's really cute, mm-hmm. like a, yeah, like really weird. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's an unnatural noise, and that, to me, it seems forced, right? Mm-hmm. Dee Dee then asks her, you know, oh, what are our plans for the day? Which prompts Gypsy to say that they're going to see her friends at the hospital. And the whole sentence is high-pitched and cutesy. Now, in my opinion, it's not just an act for everyone else. It's an act mainly for her mother. Gypsy knows that this is what her mother wants, and she behaves like that. She's playing up to it. She likely knows that it's better for herself to just go along with it, otherwise she receives punishment. And as we know, she can receive some physical punishment sometimes. And a bit of me feels that she almost can't break the act now. She knows that this works with her mother, who is for the most part the only contact she has with other humans. So it makes sense for her to think that it would make it would work with other people. And it might explain the way she behaves when like at the beginning where the policeman is like, oh, your mother's dead. And she just plays that role straight away. Mm. Um, maybe playing that role helps her get out of trouble with her mum. So she thinks that that would work with everyone else. They did say this, didn't they? That she had been around a master manipulator for her entire life. That it's yeah. inevitable that she's picked up on how to do it herself. Absolutely. And I, so that's my theory in that um, she is playing the role because she doesn't know anything else. Like yeah. she thinks I, that I, this will work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my theory is, you know, is she a victim? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. I also, because this is where we get onto the trial, that I don't think that she thought the police would be as thorough as they were going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because she was playing it off as she didn't know her mother was dead. She had no part in it. She tried to, like, palm the whole thing off on Nick. And then suddenly, during the trial, you see the moment where the text messages get released. And she turns around to face her family and her face drops mm. because she realises then that, fuck, they've got me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she thought that they would do that. No, I think you're right. Yeah. But they did. And clearly, you can see that she was accomplice to the murder. And she bought the murder weapon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was hers. Wow. So, um, Now... We know that she's initially, um, is it indicted, is that the word? Indicted for like first degree murder, which is obviously murder with serious intent, all that kind of stuff. Um, But we know that it's downgraded to second degree murder because she doesn't necessarily take part. um, And also they take into account her life with her. Yeah, they took the context into account, which I think was important as well. It wasn't just murdering your mother for the sake of murdering your mother. Yeah, I forget who who was it in the documentary said that you don't kill your mother unless you are like completely at that point. Mm. Like you can be you can be angry at your mom and stuff. You can have arguments, but no one ever thinks about killing their mom unless they've been absolutely forced to. Yeah, do you know that was deep? that was actually uh, Gypsy's dad that said that at the beginning. Yeah, and he's like he said that he called his mum and he's like, "Mum, I don't think I, there, there, there is never ever nothing you could do would ever make me even think about doing that." For yeah. me to even think about doing it, you'd have to do something fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, 
so he's like, I think it's his way of feeling for her, uh, for his daughter, and being like, you know, your life must have been to a point where you felt there was no other way out. Which Gypsy herself admits there was a way out, and that was calling her dad. Yeah, yeah, and she said that's her regret. She should have got her dad involved. Mm, 100%. And that dad, I'm assuming, would have been straight up there in his car with his with his cool wife and just been like, yo, what's the matter? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gypsy was sentenced first. And she was sentenced to 10 years, but had to serve 85% before being eligible for parole. Mm. And Nick was sentenced, I think, uh, a year, a couple of years after. I didn't, I didn't really get the dates. Um, and he is sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yeah. So he'll never get out. Whereas Gypsy, this is really like, it's it's very, like, a lot of outlets differ on this. Um, some saying she's going to be released at the end of this year. She's eligible for parole at the end of this year, yeah. 2023. She'll most likely get out 2024, 2025. So it's it's soon. It is soon. And that's, again, like so say, she's eligible for parole, so she could apply for it. She may not get it. Mm. She may no, not get she, it. She's, 10 years is the max she'll do, and that's 2025. Oh, of course. You say, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, good point, because she has to do 85% of her, of her um, stint before yeah. um, she's And then she'll out. be out. And she said that she's looking forward to sort of restarting life. Yeah, she has a lot to learn about the real world. Yeah, um, I think she'll struggle for a while. Hundred percent. But yeah, because uh, well, they did say by the time she gets out of prison, she's gonna be like thirty two, thirty three, thirty two. Yeah, yeah, because she's only a couple of years older than me. Um, yeah. So she's gonna have to learn what it is to be an adult in the world. She's probably gonna have to get a job at some point. Um, Unless she writes a book. I bet she'll write a book. Someone will want her to write a book. So we'll write it on her behalf. Yeah, yeah. she can make money out of this. She can fully amend an opposite, mm. can't she? She 100% just goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Casey Anthony about the whole thing. Um, yeah. Um, do we think she's a victim in some way? Yeah, of course. She's a victim, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. I, mm. I think she was... I mean, she had Munchausen by proxy. Um, she, I think she was mentally abused for her entire life but and physically. Uh, I think she did get to the point where she genuinely believed she had all these illnesses because if someone was pumping you full of medication and feeding you with a feeding tube and, and all that, you, you'd, you'd be like, well, this can't be happening without a doctor signing it off. So mm. why wouldn't it be real? So, yeah, she is a victim. Um, do I agree with the murder? Can you ever agree with the murder? I don't know. Um I think I think the important distinction to make is like, does Diggy deserve to die for what she did? She deserved consequences. Yeah. I don't know. I, as someone who is against the death penalty, I can't sit here and say that she deserved to die because that would be very hypocritical. Mm. But she deserved consequences. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think she necessarily deserved to die for her um, actions. But she definitely deserved some form of consequences for child abuse, child neglect to a degree, um, probably yeah. endangering her child. Um, but then another interesting question, which I was raised in the doc, I think, did Nick manipulate Gypsy into doing what he wanted, or did Gypsy manipulate Nick into murdering her mother? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, Nick, from the get-go that we see in the um, the police interviews, is adamant that. I only did this because that's what Gypsy wanted me to do. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, he's, she, his literal words are, "I wouldn't have done it if she didn't want me to." 
Yeah. And she comes from a long line of manipulators and has been around it in her entire life. So she's good at it. Yeah. I would, I'm not entirely sure whether she has deliberately manipulated Nick to do this. Um, I think it's that whole first ever kind of boyfriend. She's got carried away with it. And they're just having a very dangerous conversation. Mm. Almost like, um, oh Christ, what was that one we did a little ages and ages ago? Um, the one when we talked about really like if if free will, if you can say to someone, "Oh, I'll jump off a bridge," and they do it, are you then responsible for it? What was that one? Oh, it was um, Conrad Roy and Michelle Carter. That's it, right? Even with that one, like teenagers, man, they're so intense. They will say yeah. the wildest shit on text messages to each other. It's full on Romeo and Juliet esque, where it's like, yeah. "I will kill myself for you," and if they do. Are you going to be surprised by that? No, because they're wild, man. They just do crazy shit. Um, yeah. You know, um, I I don't know. I, I, I think it's more likely that Gypsy has... Gypsy, uh, Gypsy acknowledges that her mum is the issue in her life. With her mum around, she can't do what she wants to do because her mum will hunt her down and she will get her back. Um, yeah. And I think she knows... She's told Nick that. I think Nick knows that. And she knows that the only alternative is to get rid of her mum. And maybe between the two of them, I don't necessarily know who may have instigated the, uh, you know, the wording or anything like that. But I, between the two of them, the idea of, look, if mum wasn't in the picture, we would be free. We could do what we like. Mum needs to die. I don't even know if those words were said, but mm. I don't know. I think I think it's all in her. And Nick's just going along with it because, you know, he's very, very impressionable, ev- evidently. Yeah, so she actually did an interview with uh, Dr. Phil, because that's what everyone does nowadays. Oh, really? um, and during which she she touched on, she thought that getting 10 years in prison was too harsh. Ooh. Um, and the she said... The murder of your mum. Yeah. Matricide. Yeah. yeah. I quote, um, I do believe that I do deserve to spend some time in prison for the crime, but also I understand why it happened and I don't believe I'm in the right place to get the help that I need. At the time, I knew I was being abused, but I didn't know exactly what kind of abuse it was. I just knew that I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things, and my mother was the reason. She would force me to be in a wheelchair and force me to go to doctor's appointments that I didn't need. I just wanted that life to stop. Ultimately, I didn't want her dead. I just wanted that life to stop and that life to be dead. There are many, many steps that you can take before you get to murdering someone, though. But... At the same time, I just don't want to come across as being an apologist for her because I don't necessarily think that's fair. But um, she has no reference for a real fucking life. No, and her mother had already covered all bases. She couldn't reach out to authorities because they would have laughed her. Her dad is the o- probably the only person she could have reached out to who would have understood. Yeah, and for sure. And she should have 100% she should have done that. But like I, again, I, I go back to this Disneyfication of her brain. Every Disney film has the villain sort of die at the end. And there was no yeah. comeuppance about that. Like I say, I sort of jokingly mentioned that, you know, the police don't come around asking why Mother Gothel had apparently fallen out of thing. They don't give a fuck. Like, there yeah. is no police investigation. Yeah. There's no there's no questions. It's just uh, the bad person gets what they deserve. And I wonder whether there's a, an element of that in her thinking at the time. No, I, I, th- I think you're spot on. Um, you know... Th- sh- Rapunzel gets to just be a princess afterwards and live a happy life. That's probably what she thought she was going to do too. There's no reference yep. for a real world. 
I think she's learnt very quickly. Yeah, the real world smacked her in the face. Yeah. So there we go. Gypsy Rose. Yeah, bro. Crazy. That's a wild case, man. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It is. And I, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued to see what she's going to do when she gets out. Yeah, well, we'll find out in a, a couple of years. Yeah, whether she's going to go quiet or if she's going to go public. I kind of hope that she does go quiet and just sort of settles down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the right thing to do, but I think it would be very, very easy for someone to come in and say, listen, I will give you a fuckload of money if you tell your story. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Wow. Alrighty then. Um, if anyone's curious, uh, that documentary was called Mummy Dead, Dead and Dearest. Yeah, Mummy Dead and Dearest. Yeah, Mummy Dead and Dearest. I, I'll be honest, with you, I don't get the title. I don't understand it. No, neither. But it doesn't is what make it is. sense. To and me. there is also a film that we mentioned earlier called The Act, which is sort of a theatrical version of yeah. events. It's quite good. It's got the girl from The Kissing Booth in it. That's all I know her from. I'm not going to. Generically bad film. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. Go out and watch it. In fact, like go go out and watch that, and then listen back to this again, and just see if like if there's anything that makes sense to you, or you agree with us, or anything like that. Like genuinely interested to know if you have any sort of like opinions on the case, or if you think differently to us. Like hundred percent, let us know. Like send us a message. Tell us what you think genuinely fascinated to hear what you reckon about it and also like you know this is coming from a uk perspective you know i don't know whether it's different in america or whether they feel the same obviously james you write for a very like good american uh, uh, company so like how you know i don't know if they see it any differently if you've spoke about it at all um but yeah let us know um please do make sure you rate and review us on the old itunes because honestly it massively helps we have within the last sort of month or so we've been in the top 50 in the uk for documentary podcasts so that's uh, absolutely wild considering we don't put out that much as much, uh, anymore um <laughs> yeah so do that and also uh if you do want to um we spent quite a lot of money on this four-year special episode so we need to reimburse it was very expensive we need to reimburse those funds obviously to make sure that this podcast goes out for another year with our distributors so if you would be so kind if you were if you're flush at the moment yeah payday's coming up soon uh maybe hit us a little donation on the kofi channel um on the kofi page and um say hi if you want to say thank you to us in that way uh or head over to the merch store we can pick up one of these fancy new hats or a fancy jumper. Um, I have a hat now and I'm very excited about it and I wear it a lot. Yeah, Ryan work. just modelled them. We, we do this over video. You can't see it, but Ryan just modelled them for, <laughs> yeah. for you. I forgot that we're not putting the video out. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Gary Glitter will be out next. Um, really look forward to that because I, I, I think it's an absolutely crazy case and I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.